Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? The world has to pause and be grateful for God, who has a tremendous perseverance, not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance, 2 Peter 3.19. And through God's grace, He instructs us how we may be obedient. We want to learn about God's wonderful grace today and the hope for this old world. Thank you to our J. Webb, and we are delighted, dear friend, that you have joined us today. Thank you for tuning in, whether by radio, by podcast options, by Internet. We're grateful that you have tuned in to our broadcast today from the International Gospel Hour. And today is a very special day. All of our broadcasts are special because we strive to bring forth the Word of God. But today's title is a little special, as it's simply called Salvation by Grace. But there's another reason why it's a special day, and we'll tell you more about that in a moment. Now, dear friends, you hear about our work at International Gospel Hour, but let me ask, would you like to see some of our work? How about our YouTube channel? Listen to our J-Web, how you can be part of our YouTube channel. You hear us over the air and online. Check out the International Gospel Hour YouTube channel and view us as well. See episodes of Book, Chapter, and Verse available through our friends at the Gospel Broadcasting Network, hosted by our Jeff Archie. And stay tuned for the new weekly TV version of the International Gospel Hour coming soon. That's the International Gospel Hour channel on YouTube. Subscribe today. It's free. And thank you again, Jay, for those good words. And again, folks, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. And let me add this. You can also view on our YouTube page some special segments by the late Winford Claiborne, one of our former speakers of International Gospel Hour. We love and appreciate Brother Claiborne as we turn back the clock and view those segments. As a matter of fact, today is a little more special because we're going to turn back the clock just a little bit more. In 1934, on station KTHS in Hot Springs, Arkansas, V.E. Howard went on the airwaves to preach the gospel of Christ, and the then Gospel Hour was born. We continue this same desire to this very day. Yes, friends, for 87 years plus, our broadcast has been on the air, one of the top five continually running weekly programs in the history of radio. The best we can tell, we're sitting at number four, and to that we give God the glory. We treasure the memory of Brother Howard. His unique saying of, Are You Listening?, is the title of our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour and the name of our quarterly newsletter. We are blessed here at International Gospel Hour to have transcripts of lessons Brother Howard prepared and delivered. They were placed in print many years ago. Having these available is indeed a blessing. So today, in memory of my brother and creator of the International Gospel Hour, I am honored to deliver a lesson from Brother Howard simply titled, 
Salvation by Grace. Brother Howard begins, Greetings, my friends. Is it possible for a child of God to fall from grace and be lost? Before one can fall from the grace of God and be lost, he must have been saved by God's grace. Without the grace of God, no man can be saved. Paul emphasized the merits of God's grace when he wrote in Ephesians 2, 4, and 9, But God, being rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace have you been saved, and raised us up with Him, and made us to sit with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace have you been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, that no man should glory. Again, Ephesians 2, 4-9. Definitely the New Testament teaches that man is saved by grace. Were it not for the grace of God, no man could be saved. We wish, therefore, to learn from the teachings of the Scriptures how men are saved by the grace of God. Let's ask the question, what is grace? It is important that we understand the meaning of the term grace. Webster defines grace as favor, mercy, pardon, undeserved kindness and mercy of God. The inspired apostle defines or describes grace in these words, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. From this inspired definition of grace, we learn that grace is favor and kindness of God shown to us through Christ his Son. We are not unmindful of the fact that some would have us believe that being saved by grace is neither intelligent nor explainable, but to be saved by the grace of God is to have some peculiar experience or peculiar feeling that is better felt than told, something you cannot explain. It must be denied that this theory of salvation is true. Being saved by the grace of God is a most intelligent matter. To be saved by the grace of God, one must be taught the will of God, which he must believe and obey. To Titus, Paul wrote in Titus 2:11 and 12, For the grace of God hath appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing or teaching us to the intent that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. Notice carefully that Paul said the grace of God appears, bringing salvation to all men, teaching them. We must not mistake convulsions for conversions, nor can one merely depend on his peculiar feeling as evidence of salvation. Someone might presume that because he has an unusual feeling and his heart beats faster than usual, the rapid pulsations of his literal heart are sure evidence of the fact that he is saved, saved by the grace of God, something he just can't explain but he feels it anyway. But all must recognize the fact that fright or an unusual pleasant surprise might produce the same effect upon one's feelings. Yet such peculiar feelings should not be used as evidence of one being saved by grace. 
One's feelings may be varied and different, caused by different circumstances, not even related to God's grace. Man's salvation cannot be predicated upon his feelings. Being saved by God's grace is a most intelligent matter, and there are definite reasons which produce the feeling of one's assurance of salvation. Beloved, how is the grace of God manifested or revealed? Paul gave the answer. That as sin reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 5.21. Grace, the apostle declared, reigns through righteousness. But you ask, what is righteousness? David declared, for all thy commandments are righteousness, Psalm 119.172. This is in harmony with the statement of Paul in Romans 1.16 and 17 when he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God, the apostle emphasized, is revealed through the gospel. But he declared that grace reigns through righteousness. Therefore, the grace of God by which we are saved is revealed through the gospel of Christ. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us. Paul affirmed. Pardon must always take place in the mind of the one who has been offended. Man has sinned against God, therefore he, man, is the offender or sinner, and God is the offended. Suppose you were to sin against someone. Would forgiveness take place in your mind or in the mind of the one who was offended? Forgiveness would occur in the mind of the one offended. Furthermore, one thing is certain. Regardless of how much you might desire the forgiveness of that error, you would never know that you were forgiven without some means of communication informing you that you were forgiven. Thus, regardless of how much man may desire the forgiveness of his sins against God, he will never know that his sins have been pardoned without the proper means of communication from God, informing him of the conditions of his pardon and the state of his forgiveness. Just because one may feel that his sins have been pardoned is no definite assurance that his sins have been forgiven. God forgives, but He forgives on certain conditions which are made known through the gospel. Salvation is by grace. It was because of God's love, mercy, and kindness which He had for man that He provided a plan of salvation. Man did not deserve it. He had no lawful claim on God. Man could claim no equitable grounds of right or title to salvation. He was a sinner, a rebel, a transgressor. But God was so abounding in mercy, kindness, and grace that He gave His Son, who interposed with His blood, to atone for our sins. Apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission, according to Hebrews 9.22. The extent of salvation through God's grace is unlimited. The apostle declared, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. In giving the great commission, Jesus commanded, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, Mark 16, verse 15. 
regardless of the color of one's skin or the language he may speak, salvation is offered to every man, to all classes and degrees of men, to the rich and the poor, noble and ignoble, monarch and the peasant, the ruler and the slave, Christ offers the blessed hope of salvation. To all men of all grades of moral guilt, the conditions of pardon are offered in the name of Christ. It includes the moralist and excludes not the profane. Men of all ages who are responsible before God are included in the universality of salvation. Salvation warmly embraces the young, receives the middle age, and rejects not the aged. How wonderful is the offer of salvation! Are you not glad that you have the opportunity of being a Christian? Beloved, won't you hear me? Are you listening? Although salvation is offered to all men everywhere, salvation is not universal. Only those who appropriate the blessings of salvation offered through the grace of God will God save. There may be many good things of life to enjoy, blessings that are free, but unless we avail ourselves of the good things offered to us, we will not be benefited by them. One might stand by a cool, refreshing spring of water and die of thirst, unless he appropriated the blessings of water by drinking of the life-sustaining blessing of the water. Surely, there can be no better example of salvation by grace than the example of the inspired author of the text of Ephesians 2, 4-9, Paul himself. This great man of God wrote to the early Christians in 1 Corinthians 15:10, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Truly, Paul could write not only by divine revelation, but by his own personal experience. God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Let us briefly consider Paul's own conversion, the record of which is found in the ninth and twenty-second chapters of Acts. According to Paul himself, Acts 23 and verse 1, he was a man who lived before God always in all good conscience, having been taught the law, and was zealous toward God. He was a very religious man, sincerely devoted to God, but as yet not saved by the grace of God. Just because a person is honest, sincere, feels a deep sense of security, lives before God in all good conscience, is deeply religious, and devoted to a religious cause, does not mean that he is saved by the grace of God. While on his way to Damascus to persecute the church of our Lord, Jesus appeared to Saul and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Saul replied, Who art thou, Lord? Jesus answered, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Then trembling and astonished, Paul inquired, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Christ the Savior replied, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Acts 9.6 It will be observed that although the Lord talked with Saul directly from heaven, which occurred during the days of miracles, he was not saved by some direct manifestation of grace. Jesus informed Saul that he would be told what he must 
do. The experience of salvation by grace is not some peculiar feeling, uh, better felt than told, as a result of some heavenly vision or direct manifestation from God. Saul was saved by grace. He was told what he must do to be saved by grace. Saul waited in the city of Damascus to hear what he must do to be saved. For three days and nights he was deeply penitent and prayed. Still, he was unsaved. Finally, the gospel, which is the power of God to save the believer, Romans 1.16, was brought to him by Ananias. According to Acts 22.16, Saul was commanded, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. He was saved by grace when his sins were forgiven or washed away. But his sins were not washed away until he obeyed the Lord's command. And that from Mark sixteen fifteen and 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But someone may inquire, Was not Saul saved on the Damascus road when he received his sight? My friends, Saul received his physical eyesight three days later in Damascus. He was struck blind on the Damascus road, Acts 22, 9-13. The restoration of physical eyesight was in no way related to salvation by grace. If Saul were saved before he was baptized, the Lord didn't know anything about it, because Christ informed him that he would be told what he must do. If Saul were saved before he was baptized, he was saved with his sins still unforgiven. Remember, he was told, Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me. Are you listening? Every condition of grace Revealed in the gospel is essential to salvation, and none is less essential than another. It is obvious from the text that Saul was a penitent believer who had confessed Christ as the Son of God and was baptized into Christ. By God's grace, Saul was saved. Truly, the apostle could declare, By the grace of God I am what I am. Remember, it was he who wrote, For by grace... Have you been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves? It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, 8-10 through 10. Truly, salvation is by grace. My, what a joy, kind friends, to turn back the clock, to read and to study together this beautiful lesson that our brother V.E. Howard did on the International Gospel Hour many years ago. And do you know, dear friends, the truth is still just as solid today as it was then. Dear friends, what a wonderful study about the grace of God. And through this, maybe we have prompted or piqued your interest to study these matters further. We want to pause and allow our J. Webb to tell you about our free Bible study course available by mail. Here is our J. Webb. 
Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. Dear friends, as time permits us, and we have a little bit of time left, again, we are so grateful to reach back and to hear lessons from the late Brother V.E. Howard, and also from time to time, Brother Winfred Claiborne's lessons we present here through our broadcast on International Gospel Hour. If you'd like to know a little bit more about these men and the history of International Gospel Hour, you can always go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, and you can peruse it, uh, hit the tabs at the top right side, and it'll tell you a little bit more about our work and about these good men and the work that they did all those many years. Did you know that Brother Howard and Brother Claiborne were the only speakers on International Gospel Hour for about 80 years of our 87 years? That is amazing. While we have a little time, let's make a few comments from the study of Brother Howard's lesson, Salvation by Grace, or as he titled it, Saved by Grace, many years ago. Let's think about some comments. I noted the one that he said, We must not mistake convulsions for conversions, nor can one merely depend on this peculiar feeling as evidence of salvation. And that's a very good point because I've known of individuals who would pat their chest and say, I feel it right here. But I think Brother Howard was very clear in the fact that as we are to think on those things, that it's not a feeling. Feelings can change, but convictions are totally different. We once again go to Titus 2.11 when Paul says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. That we would agree. Well, if we're going to agree on verse 11, we need to agree on verse 12, because it continues. Teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So the grace of God is a teaching grace. The grace of God instructs us what to deny and how to live. And we can only learn that through a study of the grace of God that has come unto all men. I am so thankful to read this, to study this lesson together. I also think about the comment that Brother Howard made along this line, when he said, Notice carefully that Paul said the grace of God appears bringing salvation to all men, teaching them. And so that is very clear. It is an instruction of God's plan unto us, because within the gospel, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, Romans 1 and verse 17. Let's also consider, if you will, some other matters for us to think about. 
I love the discussion of Saul, or that being Paul, to where for three days and nights he was deeply penitent and he prayed, but still he was unsaved. Dear friends, let us think for a moment about what is commonly called the sinner's prayer. Well, the sinner's prayer could not work then, and it does not work now. Paul was deeply penitent, and he prayed. But if his prayer would have saved him, why did Ananias come and instruct him of what he must do? Dear friends, we want to think on these matters and continue our studies with this, and for us to know that we are to be taught. Paul was told to go into the city, and when he prayed, Ananias came to him and told him what he must do. What a wonderful study about the grace of God. Now, before we depart today, I want to tell you about something special concerning Brother Howard. Would you like to hear Brother Howard through our app that we offer? Well, you'll find a couple of videos of Brother Howard through our app. Listen to our J-Web before we come back and wrap up our program about the International Gospel Hour app for your iPhone or your Android. Let's now go to Jay. The International Gospel Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Search International Gospel Hour and download our app absolutely free. You can have access to our website, social media, podcasts, our YouTube channel, and other resources, all by the touch of your finger in the palm of your hand. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. Once again, friends, Brother Howard would speak every condition of grace revealed in the gospel is essential to salvation, and none is less essential than another. We hope this study today has been of help to you, and that our offers of our YouTube channel, our Bible study by mail, and the download of our app will be helpful in your studies. And we will continue our studies together here at another time. My friends, thanks always for joining me through our broadcast on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh!